Hi, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk. My name is Alex Anders and I am a best-selling bisexual romance author and one of the creators of Fluid Style Co., a clothing company created for bisexuals. Bisexual Real Talk is a show where each week I talk about the latest developments, studies, and strides made by the bisexual community. Sometimes I'll talk about what's going right, other times I'll talk about what's going wrong. But always you'll feel empowered and like you found the place where you belong. And if this podcast ever sounds like a YouTube channel, that's because it is. You can always check out Bisexual Real Talk on YouTube and join the conversation in the comments section there. Until then, welcome to Bisexual Real Talk, and let's talk about bisexuality. Hi. I think you all know when something or someone does something negative towards the bisexual community, I'm quick to call it out. But when something or someone does something positive for the bisexual community, I call that out too. And that's what we're going to be talking about today in this video sponsored by my latest MMF bisexual romance, Rules for Spanking. More about that at the end of the video. Until then, let's talk about a video that I did about a year ago about the real O'Neills. In the show, they had a clip that was, well, I'll just show it to you. Hey, listen, I've been meaning to talk to you about something, but I didn't know how to say it without possibly freaking you out. Oh God, here we go. Web toes, money problems, or worse, bisexual. That made me very mad, even more so than I expressed in that video. Because, although there were a lot of people responsible for that happening, the writers of the show, the producers of the show, the network, um, the pinhead Dan Savage, although there was a lot of people responsible, there was really one organization whose job it was to make sure that that didn't happen. And that was an organization called PFLAG, which, was, which stands for parents, family, and friends for lesbians and gays. They no longer think of themselves that way. Now they think of themselves as an alliance between, well, LGBTQ and the straight community. But it was their responsibility to make sure nothing like that happens because, hey, the producers and writers could be ignorant blockheads. But what they usually do in these types of situations, they hire an outside organization to look over the scripts to make sure that nothing offensive is being said. And that's to their credit, is what the production company did in this case. They hired PFLAG, gave them the script, made sure that nothing was offensive in the script, and then sent it to production. And it was PFLAG's responsibility as a supposed organization of lesbians, gays, bisexuals, transgender, and queer people to pick up on anything that was offensive, and they did not. And that, in infuriated me because all the lip service that groups like that does towards bisexuals and then to have them just say it's okay to call bisexuals the worst, it, it just infuriated me. But that was then. When an organization does something horrible and stupid, it's important to call them out on it. But when they do something better and smart to correct it, you have to call them out on that too. And in this case, PFLAG decided, not because of that incident, but you know, because of many things and that incident, decided that you know, it was time to get some new leadership. 
So after an, I think it was an eight month long search, they settled on a new executive director for the organization. The executive director is the person who like has the vision for where the, where the organization should go. And then the person they hired last week was someone by the name of Dr. Jamie M. Grant. Dr. Jamie M. Grant is a woman who's been involved with LGBT organizations for a long time. But for this organization in particular, the most important thing about her resume is the fact that she's a parent. She's a parent of two children. And one of those children is a son. And that son identifies bisexual. So the new leader of PFLAG, Parents, Families, and Friends Towards Lesbians and Gays, is a parent of a bisexual child. So I have to give it up to PFLAG in this. There is nothing more that they could do to show that they actually are sorry for that horrible event and that they are trying to do better than to hire a parent of a bisexual. So I would like to give it out to them for this very, very strong move in the right direction. You know, you screwed up badly, but man, this is a great way of, of rebuilding the, the trust that the bisexual community has in you. That's one thing. I'm also gonna give them, let's say, partial credit for something else. Every year, first of all, PFLAG is an organization with 300, uh, sorry, 200,000 members and 400 chapters throughout the United States. Every year um, around October, they have a conference where they invite all of their chapter leaders to one place. This year it's Portland. And they do a whole bunch of seminars educating them on things that they can do to make better chapters in the cities and states that they're in. Like I said, this year it is gonna be in October, it's gonna be in Portland. And this year, they are going to have a bisexual seminar hosted by yours truly. And if you remember her, Dr. Mary Andrus, who is a person who I've done multiple videos with. She is not only a clinical psychologist who has a specialty in bisexual affirmation, but she's also a professor at UCLA. And together, we are putting together a presentation called are bisexuals the worst? Spotting the invisible members of the community. In it, we are going to introduce the chapter leaders to bisexual thoughts, like in terms of labeling, why people are labeled this way, and how to pick up on bisexuals when they're standing in front of you. Because I personally believe that the first step in all these organizations is to be able to recognize a bisexual when they're standing in front of them, asking them for help. So this is like the most basic level seminar that we could potentially do to get the organization back in the right direction and getting them, you know, supporting the bisexual community like they should be. So that's going to be happening in October and Dr. Mary Andrews and I are preparing, you know, very well for that. We're going to be doing a fun game involved called uh, <laughs> Things Bisexuals Say. In which case, we're going to be putting strips of paper, like putting statements on strips of paper, like, um, I used to have a girlfriend, but now I, I have a man that I, I love. And we're going to ask, you know, who do you think said it? A straight person, a bisexual, or a gay person? And it might, it'll be a very educational thing and allow us to 
have great conversations about you know things bisexuals say and how to recognize bisexuals when they are standing in front of you. Now, the reason why I'm giving them partial credit for this is because, to be honest, Dr. Mary Andrews and I are paying to go up there and present this to this organization. So we are paying for a ticket to fly up there to Portland, and we are actually paying to be involved with, with this organization in order to present this information to them. So partial credit for being open to have bisexuals come in and talk, and then partial non-credit for forcing us to pay for the opportunity to educate them. But hey, this is a step in the right direction, and all we can do is continue to move forward. And thankfully, you know, you guys purchasing my bisexual romances, you guys purchasing my t-shirts, have, have allowed me to be able to afford it to go up there and educate them on bisexuality, which will, you know, in turn help maybe some of you guys and maybe those who haven't even started coming into their own as a bisexual yet. So that's a positive thing. And I like to point out that there are actually a number of positive things happening. In fact, uh, last year I did another video where I called out an LGBT center here in Los Angeles. A little back history, there is an organization here called the Los Angeles Bi Task Force, and their job is to, well, they, you know, they're a nonprofit organization, and they go out and they educate universities, colleges, and just groups of people on bisexuality, like the 101s of bisexual, bisexuality. And they, of course, are nonprofits, so they have to raise money. And the one time they have to raise money is Bisexual Awareness Day, which is September 23rd. And last year, they reached out to the LG, LA, LGBT Center here in Los Angeles to use their space for, this, for their annual event. Um, and the L LGBT Center said that they couldn't use a space because the LGBT Center was already doing a fundraiser and fundraiser on that day and when asked whether or not they were going to you know highlight bisexuality because of course it was bisexual awareness day we were told that they weren't so essentially this was just counter programming on the only day where the bisexual task force could raise money in a way that took spotlight away from bisexuality it was a horrible thing to do it was disgusting but after someone let's say had a interesting conversation with them this year they are actually hosting the event now they're the LA I'm not quite sure what the relationship is the LA by task force might still have to pay for the event but at least this year they're not having an event opposite it fighting them for time and for publicity. And hopefully this is, this is a beginning of a partnership that will um, benefit both organizations. So not only has PFLAG made a strong move to do better, but the, LA, the, LA, uh, the LGBT Center here in Los Angeles has done the same thing. So both of these things are here to show that, yes, things have been bad in the past, but slowly and surely, things are getting better. And it's not just people like myself who have a YouTube channel or like Sarah Maris, who is a act, known actress who can kick up fuss and, and get things to change. It doesn't have anything to do with that. I can give you another story. 
So last year I did a video introducing you guys to what a bisexual romance is because of course I'm a bisexual romance author. And in it, I, I told you the steps of how you can find bisexual romances on Amazon. And after I made the video and I watched it, I thought, oh, you know, that's really, it's really hard to find bisexual romances on Amazon. Like at the time they had a, a bestsellers list for bisexual romances, but there was literally no way to get there. You had to stumble across a book that was already on the list and then work your way backwards to find it. And after the video, I thought, I wonder if this could be changed. I wonder if like I could call up somewhere and talk to someone about this. So there's a phone number that all authors on Amazon have access to. I call them up. I said to them, hey, you know, on your bisexual, on your romance bestsellers list, you have different categories. You have a gay romance category. You have lesbian romance category. Do you think you could add a bisexual romance category? Because you already have a top 100 list. And they said, oh, we don't already have it. I'm like, no, you don't. And bisexual romance outsells lesbian romance like by a lot. And yet you don't have a link there. They went, oh, maybe that's an oversight. Anyway, we'll take the notes and then, you know, we'll pass it along and see what happens. Three days later, Amazon, this mammoth company, reorganized their categories. So they took out the gay and lesbian romance categories from the romance bestsellers category and instead put in LGBT. And when you click on LGBT, it was a list of bisexual romance, gay romance, lesbian romance, and transgender romance. So that 15 minute conversation I had with customer service resulted in them reorganizing the way Amazon displays their romance books, not only in English, but it then filtered down into German, into French, into Spanish, and so on. So 15 minutes on the phone resulted in this huge change for all bisexual readers. But not just that, you know, later on they changed, they made that change for all electronic books, but then I noticed the paper books were different. So I then put a call back saying, I know she got to change electronic, but what about the paperback? And they said, well, that's actually handled by an external company called BISAC. And basically it's an organization that like works with libraries and stuff and they create categories. And then that kind of filters out to everywhere that sells paperback books or displays it like libraries. So whatever the BISAC says is what we put in our section for paperback books. And I thought, okay, well, let me go and research BISAC. So I looked in up BISAC, their website. I found out that every year, once a year, they go and they, they evaluate whether there are new categories that should be added or whatnot. And there was a, a simple process for it. So then I spent two hours following the steps on their process to have bisexual romance added to their category. And within like a month or two, they're going to be reevaluating their categories for the year. And odds are they're going to add bisexual romance to the official categories of all books in the English speaking language, which would mean that automatically bisexual romance as a category would be added to Amazon paperback books, to Barnes & Noble, to iTunes, to Kobo, probably to places like W.P. Smith's or whatever it's called in England and places in Australia. It will just filter everywhere at once. And that change would have been happened simply because of four hours on my part. And that has nothing to do with being a YouTube person. That has nothing to do with having any influence anywhere. All that has to do with is with someone who works within a field, decided to look around their field and figure out how they can make it better for bisexuals, spending 
not more than four hours on it, and then having an effect that changes the world. And I tell these stories for a reason. That reason is that you don't have to be someone special to change the world for your fellow bisexuals and for yourself. All that's necessary is for someone like you to look within the organization you belong to, you belong to. So if you're a nurse, look at the hospital you work at. If you're a teacher, look at your school. If you're a student, look at the organizations within your high school. Like for example, a lot of high schools have a group called the Gay Straight Alliance, the GSA, it's like a national thing in the United States. 15 minutes, 30 minutes of conversation, could you perhaps get the organization to rename itself Gay Bisexual Straight Alliance? Because there are significantly more bisexuals in high school than there are gay and lesbians by, by a tremendous amount. So to erase bisexuality from these groups is unnecessary and unhelpful and hurtful and harmful. So what would happen if you, as a student, spent 30 minutes having a conversation with your principal asking them about this? Could you change the life for you and for all the students at your school and then for every student that comes to your school after you? You could. It's very easy to change the world. All that's necessary is for someone to decide that they want to do it and then for them to put in a little time to figure out how they can do it. If you would like to support this podcast or just pick up some really cool bisexual merchandise, you can check out my bisexual romances on Amazon. I write under the pen name A. Anders. You can check out my bisexual t-shirts on Amazon by searching for the company Bisexual Real Talk, and you can go to Fluid Style Co.'s website at www.fluidstyleco.com. There you'll find plaid flannels for women and plaid dress shirts for men, all in the pride flag colors, specifically the bisexual, queer, asexual, and sexually fluid flag colors. Please support the channel and check it out. Until the next podcast, stay cooler, my bisexual friend. Stay cooler. Bye.